But I thought about this morning and how that today is not just any other day, right? It's not just another 4th of July that we come together with friends and family, but it's a day in which we celebrate our independence. We celebrate our nation's, our nation's independence um, of saying that, hey, we no longer live under the tyranny, but we live in the freedom that God has for us. I mean, and, and if you really want to know, I mean, I looked up 4th of July, different facts, and actually... The f July 2nd is when we declared our independence. July 4th is when we actually wrote up the Declaration of Independence. Either which way, I'm just glad because we get to celebrate it today, right? And so I was thinking about today and how it's not just about us being free physically, but it's about us being free spiritually. It's not just a day that we can walk in that we set off another fire. I mean, Drew, if you had, you didn't even know, but if you would have read my notes, I was sitting there starting to shake and everything because I was like, this man like downloads from heaven because he just basically stole my sermon. Um, and so it's okay, you can pay me later. So, so as we get together and we light up fireworks, it's not just about the hamburgers, the hot dogs, the laughter, but we remember the sacrifice that men and women did for this country. That we remember the sacrifice that men and women gave so that you and I can enjoy the freedom that we have today. But it's not just about the price that they paid, but it's ultimately about the price that Jesus paid. That it's not just a one-day celebration, but it's an everyday lifestyle that we get to live a life in freedom because Jesus Christ came and died and rose again so that we can experience the freedom today. And so in thinking that, I've, I've got some ideas and some verses that I want to kind of bring to about to you for the next few moments. Is that okay? And so yesterday, we decided that we would get up in the morning and we would clean our house because you really don't want to go anywhere because... It's a little warm outside. And my wife was like, but we really need to clean the car. And with four kids and allowing them to eat in the car, allowing them to drink in the car, allowing them to eat their ice cream in the car, you realize that not all of the food do they ever consume. That as I was lifting up placemats, I found old burritos, I found old chicken nuggets. I found things that I did not know what they were and I didn't touch them. I just grabbed a tissue and kind of swiped it so it could go into the trash. And I went yesterday and we, I went to the, to the car wash by myself and I was washing the car and, and vacuuming out. And I mean, it's just like, again, it's hot. I was getting sweaty and it was just kind of getting like, are you serious? Like kids, come on, you know? And, um, and then I get home and my daughter comes up to me, and she's so excited. My daughter, Emily, and she hugs me. She says, Daddy, you're home. She's all excited. She said, did you clean the car? And I was like, sis, I've been gone for two and a half hours. Yes, I cleaned the car. She said, no, did you really clean the car? And I was like, sis, I really cleaned the car. And in fact, I found some of your stuff that I had to clean up. And she said, no, did you make it not just clean, but diamond clean? Yeah. As a parent, when you're hot and sweaty and already done, I was like, sis, I don't even know what diamond clean means, but I'm pretty sure I got really close. And she goes, I said, so sis, what does diamond clean mean? And she said, diamond clean means you cleaned it. It's, it's, as, it's as clean as you would find it in heaven. Okay. I had to stop for a second and tell her, um, sis, I don't know, quite know if I cleaned it that good, 
but I definitely, I think Jesus would be proud of all that I did. <laughs> but it made me to really start to think about today that Jesus doesn't want to just make us free, but he wants to make us free, free. It's not just about being clean, but he wants to make us clean, clean. He doesn't want to just take us from, this, from what's happening today and for what you to experience freedom today. But what he wants to do is give you a life that you can experience freedom tomorrow. And that you can experience, to, you can experience freedom on Tuesday. And you can experience freedom on Wednesday. And you can experience freedom on next Saturday. It's not just about having the freedom today, but it's about having the freedom every day that I walk. And he didn't just want to make us clean, but he wants to make us clean, clean. And he doesn't want to just make you free today, but he wants to make you free, free. Okay? So when you're lighting off fireworks and you're eating the hamburger, remember that there is something about it that I don't just want to celebrate the physical freedom that our nation gets to do today. It's not just about sitting with family and friends and having all the joy that fills our hearts and the hamburger that fills our stomachs, but it's about experiencing the love of a heavenly father and it's about experiencing the free free that he has for me that I get to walk in every single day, that he gives me that experience that I get to, that I get to, to, to hold on to, I get to walk in. I get to not have to work for, but I get to walk in it. I get to not have to worry about my own things and trying to put it all together or work for it, but I get to just experience the love of a heavenly father that today, if you haven't experienced it, I promise you, it's one of the greatest things you can ever experience and you can walk out of this place free, free. Okay, so what is the definition of the word freedom? It's the power or, or right to act, speak, think as one without resistance or hindrance, which made me to think of this first verse. And you would think we all read each other's notes. And it's John 8, 36. John 8, 36 in the New Living Translation. It says, so if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. If the sun sets you free, you're truly free. That's what I'm saying. That's why I want to entitle it just not just free, but free, free. You know, so many times in, our, in my household, and I don't know about yours, but we uh, enjoy the free versions of things. Um, sometimes we even, it's like, oh, enjoy, you know, whatever this app that you can watch all these videos for seven days. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. And then like, we set an alarm on our phone for day six to cancel the subscription, okay? Hey, it happens. <laughs> and, but we want to we, we stick to it free because otherwise it's going to charge me like $34.99 on day seven, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to just watch the one movie that I'm trying to watch with the kids, and then we can be done with it. And so there's a lot of times in, in, in our relationship with God that there's going to come a time where we, have to, we get to experience the free, but it's about understanding that we want him to fill us up even more that we can experience the free free. Verses, uh, same book, John chapter, John chapter 8, verses 34 through 36. I'm going to back up a couple of verses for you. It says, Jesus is telling the people that everyone, I tell you the truth, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. 35 says, sorry, I was waiting for it to come on. It's okay. Um, a slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you're truly free. 
I've been talking with the interns that we don't just read one verse, but we go back and we read a couple verses ahead, a couple verses after. We actually do the whole entire chapter so that way they understand because there's a lot of times questions will come up and they'll say, I don't know quite what he was saying. I said, remember that, you know, we're reading through one of Paul's epistles. We said, remember, Paul didn't just, he, when he's writing out the letter, he didn't say chapter one, dear mom, chapter two, dear dad, chapter three, hey, how are you doing? You know what I mean? He just continued to write this letter out. So I said, let's go back to chapters. So that's what's, we're going back, backwards. We're going through, you know, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, and then I'm taking them all the way back to chapter one so they can understand. And so in the same instance, that today we get to experience the true freedom that comes from Christ is because it says a slave to sin, when we allow sin to be prevalent in our life, it does not cause us to be a forever member of the household of God. But when we give our life to Christ and we accept him into our heart and we allow him to work in us, through us, and all around us, it's that he makes us a permanent member of the family. And how many of you love to be a permanent member of the family? It's one of those things where I always tell my sister, you can't kick me out, I'm your brother, you know? We share the same last name, you know? And it's one of those things where it's like, no matter how much we come against each other, we're not gonna be able to get kicked out of the family. It's the same thing in our relationship with God when we allow him to be true, when we're saying, hey, Father, I wanna follow you in all that you do and all that you say. When my heart is humble enough to say, God, forgive me of my sin because I may have messed up and not walked in my true identity for that moment, but I know my true identity lies that I am a child of God. I am in the household forever. And there's nothing here anyway, because when the enemy comes against us, he wants to lie to us. Let's say that now you've messed up and you're no longer free-free, but you're kind of semi-free. And he wants to try to tell us or mess us up because if he can distract us, he's got us. If he can make you think something different, then he's got you. The other day, <clears throat> we were, I don't remember what exactly we were doing. We were here at the church doing something. And, um, and we, were, we had to soak for something. Oh, it was VSSM. Thank you. Um, it was VSSM uh, nighting service, and as teachers, we get here, and as students, we're all soaking. And it's like that one thought, you know how the enemy just plants that one little seed into your mind, and it's like all of a sudden, that's all you can think about, and that's all that's going through your brain? And it was really starting to kind of affect me, and I'm sitting there trying to soak and listen to God, and I'm like, man, the students are going to be coming through. I've got to give prophetic words. This isn't going to happen. This is going to be weird. And all of a sudden, the Lord reminded me that it's really not what he says you, who you are. It's about well, who I say you are. And I said, okay. So I took out my phone and I started going through verses. And the Lord, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, now it's time to, to really put it to your head. And so I put my, took my phone, the Bible app, and I put it on top of my head. And I started proclaiming. I said, Lord, every word that you say in this book... I am, I am who you say I am. Every promise that you made in your, in your word, I'm proclaiming those promises over my life. I, every declaration, every divine manifestation, every anointing, every gifting, Lord, I'm saying it's gonna go from the top of my head all the way down to the sole of my feet. And then we always like record, you know when you record your prophetic words? Um, and I took out all those recordings and I just started playing them. And I said, every word, the prophetic word over my life, I'm declaring it right now. So word of God, come to the forefront of my mind that I think on every good thing, I think on that that is holy, that is true, that is righteous, because the enemy has no foothold in my life. And so, man, as soon as we get done, it was like, I'm ready, let's do this. You know what I mean? You're like pumped. You're like, come on, devil, I'll punch you in the face, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, a student came down, and we're trying to get ready to give them a prophetic word, and they just blurt out, and they're like, Pastor Tim, 
boom. And they just started with this prophetic word. And it was exactly what I heard, had just heard from all that was on my phone. And it was like the confirmation. So I'm telling you, the Lord doesn't want to just set you free, but he wants you to set you free, free. Because he doesn't want to just bring you to a good work, but he brings you to a good work to complete it. It's not just about starting you off and then leaving you there and being like, all right, figure it out. He's like, no, every step that you take, he's going to be there with you. Does that make sense a little bit? You see, because when sin comes into our life, it leaves us with empty promises. Um, There's no pot of gold at the end of this road. It makes you believe all these certain things. And if we're not careful, we'll allow it to take root. But when Jesus wants to upgrade us, When Jesus wants to bring you out, when Jesus wants to bring you through, it's today is the day that he says you're no longer just an outsider of the family, but he's calling you as a true member of his family. I love that when you go to somebody's house and you're hanging out with them and you're talking with them and you end up becoming this friendship, right? And then they say, you know what? You're no longer friends, but you're family. I've got a couple people like that that um, we always laugh because... One of my best friends, he was like, we hated each other at first. And I said, yeah, I didn't like you. I had to pray a lot before I talked to you. And um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I did have to pray a lot, though. I'll tell you that. I told him that to his face. But now we're one of the best friends that we call each other constantly. and, uh, And we'll talk to each other. And it's like, he always reminds me, he says, we might not be related by blood. He says, but, to, but I call you my brother because you were family. And I thought, how, how much more important is that in the household of faith? How much more important that is with God? That we feel like so many times that we're an outsider, but yet today he's saying, hey, I just don't want to make you come in and have dinner with me, but I want you to leave family. I want you to leave with your true identity. You see, because freedom brings about our true identity. Freedom lets us be able to speak to who we really are. Not just as slaves of sin, but an actual child of God. Not just to be free from sin, but to set us up with identity so we can walk in our true identity of who God has actually called us to be. And actually to walk in the identity of what and the authority that we have that we can actually do what he says we can do. That's why with the interns and with the kids, I'm trying to teach them as much as possible that, hey, it's not just about what society says about you. It's really what the word of God says about you. So that when you do lay hands on the sick, they recover. That when you do have to take your own hand and put it on your own back, it's going to be healed. When you got to take your own hand and slap it on top of your forehead, it's going to be renewed. Because that's really what it's about. You know, and so the old saying says that every scar that we have makes us who we are today. How many of you ever heard something like that? Every scar that we have makes us who we are today. And it might be true, but I want to take it one step further. That every scar that Jesus has today makes me who I am today. Every scar that Jesus has makes me who I am today. It's, it's not just about my own scars because guess what? When I bring it to him, he makes me new. When I bring it to him, he, revi- he refreshes me, he revives me, he restores me. And so that's why I rely heavily on him because it's ultimately the scars that he took, the scars that he has in his hands, the blood that he shed makes me who I am today that we can then walk in our identity of who God has called us to be. So to be free is to walk in true identity. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, it says, God saved us by his grace when we believed. You can't take credit for it. It's a gift from God. 
It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us in a, a he created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the things that he planned for us long ago. So being free is a gift. It's not something we take credit for. It's salvation is something that keeps us from ruin, harm, or even loss. It means we should not have it, but we do. It means we, should, we don't deserve it, but he gives it. It means that it's like my kid when they walk up and they're like, well, probably not the best example, but when a kid, when they walk up and they say, daddy, I really want this Lego, because I mean, Legos are expensive. But I was like, I want to give it for you. Everything within me as a father's heart says, I want to give you that. I don't want to hold nothing back from him. I don't want to hold nothing back from what they want. And the same thing our heavenly father does for us because all it really takes is you and I to ask. And so many times we're thinking we're waiting on God and the whole entire time he's waiting on us. Right? The whole entire time we're waiting on him. God, you need to show up and heal this person. And he's like, I already have. I live inside of you. You're supposed to put your hand out. Right? He says, he says I, God, I want you to free this person. He says, I already have. I just need you to open your mouth and let them know. Declare it over their life. You're free. You're free. And that's where it comes along with science to understand that we are God's masterpiece. You see, being free lets us know our true value on our lives. Being free removes the filter by which we look at ourselves or even others. Knowing we are free is to know that we are his masterpiece, neatly, strategically put together piece by piece. Neatly and strategically put together piece by piece. So that we may be able to do the things that the Lord has called us to do. So that we can stand firmly and boldly to know I'm a child of God. So Satan, you can no longer have your hand on my family. So disease, you can no longer be prevalent in my life. So sickness, you no longer have a foothold in my family. So we're saying, so healing has to come. Why? Because I am God's masterpiece. He fitly, neatly, strategically put me together. And not only just put me together, but then he also sent his spirit to fill me up, equip me, and empower me so that I can not just walk in freedom, but I can be free, free. You know what I mean? So I just don't walk in the one thing of freedom, but I can have freedom, freedom. I don't just want it once, but I want it twice because that's how nice it is to say. You know what I mean? It's about one of those things that I just don't want it to be, God, where I just simply just walk in it and I'm aimlessly and I'm tirelessly and I'm confused and dazed and don't know what to do. But the whole entire time this morning, the Lord wants to remind you, he doesn't want to just set you free, but he wants to set you free, free. Our identity that we walk in is knowing our true a relation, excuse me, our identity that we walk in is knowing a true relationship with our Father. Our identity that we walk in is knowing our true relationship that we walk in with our Heavenly Father. Because as my kids begin to know their identity, they only know that by the words that I speak. They only know that by the words that I speak. And guess what? If I'm being silent, they're going to listen to other voices that are going to speak to them. And this is where I've been preaching to every single one of our young people that you are God's masterpiece, neatly, strategically formed and created to who God has said you're going to be. We're preaching that to our kids, um, to, our, to our own personal kids, what we did at kids camp. 
Because again, I told you guys last, I think it was last week or whenever, that we always say here at Valley Church that we say that our ceiling is going to be our kids' floor. Well, guess what? I'm not going to rest until I have pushed that ceiling as high as I can go so that when my kids start to know and walk in their true identity, they've already got a foot up and they've already know that, hey, that, that's not true. Whatever, whatever thing they may be listening to, whether it comes from any type of social media platform or any type of other person, they're going to know, wait a minute, that's a lie because my dad has already said this is who I am. That's why I said it's, it's they, there's that saying that always says that we, every scar that we have makes us who we are. And like I said, it, it, yeah, there's some truth to that and that's fine. But I want to know that every scar that Jesus has really makes me who I am. Yeah. Every scar that he took, it makes me who I am. Galatians 5 verse 1, it says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. So make sure that you stay free. And don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Another translation says that you are free, so stand firm. You're free, so stand firm. So you see that there, being free comes with some responsibility. Being free comes with some responsibility. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 15, that same chapter, going down verses 13 to 15, it says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. You have been called to live in freedom. Turn to your person next to you and say, you've been called to live in freedom. Turn to somebody else and say, you've been called to live in freedom. So the Bible says, don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. So being free comes with responsibilities that is not just about me, myself, and I, but it now becomes a part of the family of Christ. That is not, I'm not just responsible for me, but I want to bring as many with me as possible. I just don't want me to walk in my true identity, and I don't just want my family to walk in our true identity. I want as many of you to understand the authority that God has given to you and the freedom that you can have, that you can now walk in your true identity with Christ as well. That's why we gather co together collectively, because we don't just want to do it. I mean, even though we know Holy Spirit falls in the middle of our car, in the middle of, of our room, all by ourselves, but it's so much fun, so much funner that we come together as the body of Christ and we worship together and we prophesy together and we do this together, right? I hope so. Yes. Amen. <laughs> So being free comes with some responsibilities. JFK said it, it said, ask not what your country can do for you, but rather ask what do you can do for your country. Being free is, give, is making us, excuse me, being free has a call to action, not just to sit and watch someone do it, do it for us, but for us to rise up and see the goodness of God moving in our lives. You see, because like I said, so many times we're saying, you know, God, you need to move. And so many times he's saying, I am, I need you to move. <laughs> right? There's so many times where I'm like, God, you really got to do something with my family. You know what I mean? Like, you really got to do something with my kids. Like, you, come on, Jesus, help me out, you know? And he's like, I am, I need you to start moving. You know, it's like, oh, oh, okay, sure, you know? 
Um, and that he looks for us to a call to action so that Jesus can be magnified. Again, it's not for us. We don't abuse the freedom that Christ has given to us, but we use it to bring others to know their true freedom as well. Because how many of you know when you find a good deal, you tell everybody about it, right? It's not just ladies, men, we do the same thing. Dude, you should have been at Home Depot. Like the tools were on sale. You can get a free sander. I'm in. Like you get me a t-shirt too. Sure, I'll take mine off and I'll put yours on. Let's go, you know? It's like, it's one of those things when you know that it's good, you can't stop talking about it. When you know that it's good, you can't stop talking about it. And sometimes people get annoyed. Because they're like, man, I don't want to know about that store that has another 20% off. You know, please stop telling my wife about it. Um, you know, we got enough decorations around the house, please. But yet, how many times that we stay silent about our relationship with God? Or we stay silent when someone's like, just like that neck pain. You know, if, if Parker or Christopher had just been like, man, I'm really dealing with neck pain. And I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And just walk off, or was it really like, hey, wait a minute, you don't have to live with that pain. You don't have to live with it. I think the coolest thing was, um, you know, as we try to, as you begin to know, it's like so many times there are some people that when you go up to them, they are going to say, no, they don't want prayer. There are going to be some people that say, no, they don't want to hear about it, and they'll start to walk off from you. And sometimes I think that's the funnest part. Because that means I was obedient to what the Lord had to say and what he wanted to do. Because so many times I might stay silent in fear of man because they might reject me. And when you're free, you want others to be free. Right? I mean, we, we do that. As a nation, we constantly look at other nations and we want them to be free as well. We want them to experience the freedom that we have here. Now, whether we agree with all the freedom or not, that's precisely the point. The whole thing is that we want them to be free. We want them to experience what we have to experience. And so when we go out to places, whether it be, you know, I always used to think we had to get to the mission field. We had to go to someplace in Africa before we would ever see miracles, signs, and wonders. I used to think that we had to be someplace in Australia, you know, um, and being able to see what the Lord really wanted to do. And yet the whole entire time I had a neighbor that was dealing with back pain that I never even stopped to talk to about it. The whole entire time that we're, wait, we're waiting on somebody, we're trying to free this other person, and yet the whole entire time the Lord's saying, but I've got people right in front of you that need my freedom as well. And so today when you're experiencing, when you're having a good time with your family, I'm not saying you got to start like, I mean, if you want to, you totally can. I mean, start preaching the gospel as you're like, I'll light the fireworks and then hold all the fireworks hand, you know, ransom until they pre you preach the gospel. You totally can. You do what you, what you feel is best. Are, you know, are all the hamburgers, you know, hold on to them and be like, you can't eat until you all accept Christ into your life. <laughs> you know, but what about when it's just listening to the Holy Spirit? That listening to the other people that if the whole commandment is wrapped up that I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. I'm to love my family as myself. Uh, my, even my extended family as myself. And yet when we, when we get together, it's about really listening to what the Lord has to say in our lives. Because guess what? He doesn't just want us to experience the free and the free-free, but he wants your families or our friends or our neighbors or our coworkers to experience the free and the free-free. He wants it to be that we, when we come into a relationship with him, that it's not just about me, myself, and I now, but it's about letting others experience the true freedom that we get to have. Right? Amen? 
So Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, it says, Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. I mean, I think kind of Paul was like, dude, get yourself together, you know? <laughs> of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can, we how can we continue to live in it? Or have we forgotten that when we are joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we, have, we are joined with him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Amen. You see, freedom's about giving us a new start. And freedom's about giving us a new life. It's about giving us a life that we may have never thought would be even possible. It's a life that we get to walk in because ultimately Jesus died for it. It's a freedom that we didn't pay for, but we get to experience it. It's a freedom that we might not have paid for, but we get to experience it. It's a freedom that we get to have the greatest exchange rate ever known to man, and that is we get to bring him sin, and he gives us life and life more abundant. We get to bring him our mess, our mistakes, our failures, even our worries and anxiety, our sickness and disease. And he says, oh yeah, that's nothing. Let me actually feel you and give you life and life more abundant. He says all those things. And, and how many times do we actually place it above God? Can I do it in my own life? We're actually placing it above God. And yet we had two kids that were like, hey, you know, the pain is starting to come up here and God's down here. I need some help. Would you pray for me that the pain comes here and God comes here? You know, and, and, and we saw that in the healings in their body, that we saw healings. And that's what it is, is that he gets to, it gets to ignite our hearts to beat again. It's Jesus that gets to give us the joy and the freedom for us to experience in. It's Jesus that gives us the fresh eyes and the fresh fire to ignite the passion that you has burning down deep inside of you. And it might be for the very first time or it might be for the hundredth time. Either which way, guess what? It's the same Holy Ghost fire that's going to be breathing into your life. And so today is our choice that we get to make. Today is the choice that we get to, to make. Rather, rather, wherever we have come from, wherever we have been all throughout the week and all the things that we have, that we have experienced, today is our choice that we get to make. Do we get to live in the free-free or do I still continue to stay in the sin or the shame or the guilt? That I get to make the choice that Jesus Christ died for me he loves me. He cares for me that I get to say, Jesus, I give you everything that I can experience the free-free this morning. So we don't just celebrate or we don't just light a firework to, to, to light up the sky. Um, we don't just cook a hamburger to fill bellies. We don't just have water slides for people to get wet. But we actually celebrate our nation's independence. But more than that, every day we should celebrate our, our spiritual independence that Christ lived, died, and rose again for. That he didn't just stay in a tomb. He didn't, he's not just some statue somewhere. He's not just silent and, and dead and gone, but he actually rose again by the miraculous power of his Father. And that same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave is here today. That's going to raise you from the grave that you have felt like has kept me down for too long. 
that's going to raise you from the identity and the guilt and the shame that has said, I've got to live a certain way or I've got to be a certain way because society says that. I disagree with that because remember, every scar that Jesus has makes me who I am today. So we walk in that true identity and that true power. You see John 10.10 in the message translation. I mean, there's a whole verse to it, but I want you to focus in on just that last little part where it says, a thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus is talking, he says, I come so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. Would you stand to your feet? Has any of this made sense a little bit to you? Is that, is that okay? It's not just about being free but it's gonna be about free, free. It's about living in the true freedom that Christ has for us. Because every one of us has come to the realization that God, I need you more than anything else in my life. I need you more than like we sing about, than the air we breathe, and then the next heartbeat. We need you today to set us free. And not just to be free, God, that it just keeps me a good feeling today, but it's about being free, free, that I can be free tomorrow that I can be free on Wednesday, that I can be free throughout the week, that I can be free in the car, that I can be free with my family, that today it's about being free, free with you, God. So would you put your hands out? Because today you're going to receive a gift, and it's a free gift. You're going to receive a gift, and his name is Jesus Christ. And guess what? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. As good as he was from the first time I accepted him, he's the same good God as he is today for the hundredth or thousandth time that we can accept him. So Father God, I just say that over every single person in this house that has their hands up that's saying, Jesus, I need you more. I need you more. More than my next heartbeat, more than the song we sing, more than the breath that we breathe, we need you more. We need you more to walk with us and talk with us. We need you more. Help me to have my spiritual antenna up that I can hear the actual heartbeat of you. That when you speak, I hear. When you, when, you, when, you, when you put your hand on me, I feel it, Lord. And so we're saying this morning, I don't know what you came in with, but I know what you can leave with. And that's a relationship with Jesus Christ. That if you've never experienced him today, today's the day that he wants to set you free, free. Today's the day that your mind can be renewed and your heart can be restored and your marriage can be put back together and your family can be restored and finances can be put back together and healing can take place in your body. But we got to make the choice that, Lord, I'm not walking or leaving this place until I experience a freedom that really relies in you. I don't want to just light another firework or put another burger on the grill. But what I want is a true relationship with you, God. What I really want is your heartbeat to be in my heartbeat. What I really want is my mind to think about the heavenly things, the good things that are true report, Lord. So we're saying download to us the true identity that we walk in, Lord. And I'm saying authority to walk and move and breathe inside of each and every person here this morning. That authority that comes from you, God, that we know that when we lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. That our feet can trample upon serpents, Lord. And that we can say silent, we can stay, we can say good bye to the worry and anxiety and the wrong identity that comes from the enemy so we thank you this morning we thank you this morning for all that you have done and all that you continue to do lord so let it not just be that we experience freedom today 
and we not just celebrate as, as a nation, as a country, July 4th today, but let it be that some people experience some spiritual freedom today. Not just some, but I'm saying whole spiritual freedom today. I'm saying whole spiritual freedom over their minds and their hearts today. We thank you for who you are, and we thank you for every scar that you took because that makes me who I am today. So help us to walk humbly as your children. Help us to walk humbly as your kids this week, Lord. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. We have a ministry team up here if you would take your places. If you want to have some more prayer, you can come up here. If not, we do ask that please continue in the spirit of prayer. Or if you got to go, please go. But hug somebody on your way out. Tell them you love them and that they experience the true freedom. God bless you guys. Have a great 4th of July. But again, if you need some, some prayer, we want you to come up front. Let's have some prayer time together. And let's do it as the body of Christ.